happy today, listener world. I sound horrible and I apologize, but I've actually been kind of sick over the last week, which is why I didn't record anything. And then with um, the death of my aunt Barbara, I ran to New York to go to a funeral and support my cousins. And um, I know that running didn't do well for my body. Um, So I've been a little ill and under the weather. And I expect to be better in the next couple of days. I keep having conference calls with my body. You know, tighten it up, get it together. But um, (laughs) I expect to be feeling better in the next few days. Yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say about that. So for right now, I'm I'm not going to make this too, too long. Um, What I had rested on my heart was uh, a simple theme of what you're looking for. What are you looking for? And it's funny because everything for me brings a song to mind. So I thought of always when I hear something about what you're looking for, what comes to mind is Kirk Franklin, what you're looking for. And the hook and, well, the the chorus to me is everything for that song. What you're looking for, I'm the one you're looking for what you're searching for. You don't have to search no more. Give you peace and joy. Fill your life with happiness. Don't you look no more because I'm the one you're looking for. Love that song. I love that song. And um, so I was padding around my kitchen yesterday and I started singing in my head um, The Ladder by Prince. Uh, the chorus for that one is everybody's looking for the ladder everybody wants salvation of the soul the steps you take are no easy road but the reward is great for those who want to go everybody's looking for the answers how the story started and how it will end what's the use in half a story half a dream you have to climb all the steps in between those who don't know me, don't realize I am a huge, huge, huge Prince fan. So many times when I break out into song, I actually have a Prince song on my mind. And um, I'll sometimes just find whatever's going on in my life. Prince has a song for it. I apologize because I didn't put my phone on vibrate, which is something I usually do. But um, I wasn't expecting to get on like this. I just decided to do this uh, at the drop of a hat. But anyway, so I was, before I got really, really sick yesterday, because I got really, really sick yesterday, um, I was watching one of my all-time favorite movies, which is uh, Meet the Robinsons. It's a Disney movie. I implore you, if you've never watched it, Please find the time to watch it. It has a wonderful, wonderful theme and a wonderful quote, which is, just keep moving. 
or I, I apologize, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. I think of it, and I think of uh, Dory, just keep swimming. But the Meet the Robinsons is keep moving forward. And that is the quote from uh, Lewis's, no, that's the quote that is being told to Lewis, <clears throat> excuse me, by Wilbur, who is from the future. And Wilbur's father has the quote of keep moving forward. He does, he always says that it's on all of his um, inventions. <clears throat> Lewis is a childhood invent, inventor who wants to give up. He is a child who is in the foster care system. Um, I would like to assume that's his foster mother. He lives in a foster home. And he tells her, you know, I've been on exactly this many adoption interviews and I'm done. I'm, I'm not tired. I'm not going to do it anymore. And he's going to give up. But he says, I'm going to build a machine to that I can see my mother and, and I can remember what she looks like and I can convince her not to give me up for adoption. And so he starts working on this machine that will allow him to look into the past and remember what his mother looks like. And um, Wilbur comes from the future and guards against, tells him to guard against the bowler hat guy who's trying to get him. I'm not sure why the bowler hat guy is trying to get him. I mean, it's revealed eventually in the movie, but when Wilbert shows up, no one's sure why the bowler hat guy has set his sights on Lewis. So Lewis <clears throat> and Wilbur team up and mishaps ensue, of course. And uh, one of the things that happens, they go back to the future um, and Lewis says, you know what, I can go back to the past in the time machine. I don't have to make my machine. And Wilbur's saying, no, no, you have to make your machine. Well, I didn't say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Watch the movie. It's a really, really great movie. It's a children's movie. It's a cartoon. But I absolutely love this movie. Um, so many, so many points to be made in this movie. But going back to what I was saying Wilbur and Lewis team up, and Lewis says, um, you know, I'm not going to go back to that science fair and build my machine. I want to go look for my mother in the time machine. I could just go talk to her and tell her not to give me up. And Wilbur say, no, 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 you have to. You have to go and you have to finish this machine. You have to keep moving forward. More mishaps ensue. There's a peanut butter and jelly machine that gets broken. Wilbur meets, um, excuse me, Lewis meets Wilbur's family, and the peanut butter machine, peanut butter and jelly machine, is broken. Wilbur says, "Hey, my friend Lewis is an inventor. He can fix it." And the family says, "Yes, yes, Lewis, you're an inventor. You can fix it. You can fix it." Lewis, of course, is saying. 
I don't know. I don't think I can. Well, try, try. You, you have to try. And the family eggs him on. And long story short, the peanut butter and jelly machine explodes. <laughs> and what happens then is amazing because Lewis is ready to cry and he's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I messed it up. And the family applauds him. They celebrate him. They celebrate the failure. And they tell him to keep moving forward. If he didn't have the failure, then he wouldn't have the success. They have to celebrate the failure. Because if it weren't for the failure, he would have not made the right thing. And they go on to explain their individual successes because of the failures that they've had. And it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And they tell him, keep moving forward. That's why uh, Cornelius, who is Wilbur's father, that's why his motto is keep moving forward despite the, the um, inevitable failures. You have to keep moving forward. And at the end of the movie, the full quote from Walt Disney is around here, however, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. And again, that's by Walt Disney. Now, I don't celebrate Walt Disney because we know he was misogynistic. Apparently, he was misogynistic, or I should say allegedly, right? Um, he was misogynistic and he was anti-Semitic. So we don't celebrate him. And of course, racist. We don't celebrate him. But um, they make some great movies over there at uh, Disney. And uh, one of the greatest movies that I know is this very underrated movie of Meet the Robinsons. And it just reminds me, what are you looking for? I was sitting here, I was looking for a damn job because I need more of an income to keep my head afloat. I need more of an income to pay my bills and get myself out of debt. I came to new life. Hey, new life. I came to new life with the intent of never going back to what has been. I've been through so much. I've had many more losses than wins, but I celebrate those losses. I celebrate those failures because without those failures, I would not have new life. I would have given up. And so I look at it and I say, you know, keep moving forward. But I also say to myself, what are you looking for? Are you looking for love? Me, I've looked for love in all the wrong places. I've allowed love to find me. I've um, gotten attached to people who meant me absolutely no good. I've also gotten attached to people who, or I should say, I've allowed people to attach themselves to me um, who wanted good for me, but they were no good for me. So I do celebrate um, the people I've had in my life, and that's with my romantic entanglements as well as 
friendships. Um, it's, it's amazing how we automatically say someone's looking for love and it's romance. No, sometimes people are looking for love in the way of companionship, in the way of platonic companionship, in the way of friendship. And that's because whatever season they're in in that particular time, at that particular time, the people around them don't necessarily serve for that season. So sometimes we're looking for love and, and it's not, it has nothing to do with romance at all. So, um, but I celebrate the people that I've gotten entangled with both romantically and platonically because had I not had a bad friend, I wouldn't know what a great one looks like. And while I'm at it, I need to um, send a hearty shout out, happy birthday, to my friend Monica Richardson and my very, 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 very good friend, Lisa Forrest Campos Jr., who both celebrated birthdays on Sunday, the 2nd of May. Um, a special shout out. Uh, again, I had actually started doing this yesterday. So now a belated shout out to my girl, Daria, who had uh, celebrated her birthday yesterday. And I apologize, my, um, my shout out was on time yesterday. However, today it's late, so I apologize. Um, but everybody who is celebrating a birthday in May, I'm sending a hearty shout out and kudos to you. Happy birthday. Special uh, birthday celebration for those who are celebrating milestones during COVID, which makes it very, very difficult. Um, we're not going to talk about the COVID shot right now because that's a whole different conversation and that's going to be long and drawn out. I have my personal feelings about it. Um, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I just feel that it's personal. Um, I, I've, I believe vaccines are mostly there to help us, but at the same time, we have to be really cognizant of what we're putting into our bodies. And that's coming from someone who ate, like, did I eat? Yeah, I did. I, I ate cookies and a cupcake yesterday. <laughs> I had no business doing that, but that's part of why I was sick. <laughs> cookies and a cupcake yesterday and some potato chips and some dip. I'm like the junk food queen right now. But um, we have to really be cognizant why we're putting what we're putting into our bodies. And when it comes to government interference, what is the end game? Um, I do believe in conspiracy theories, I do. I subscribe to them. Some of them I don't subscribe to, but some of them we need to really open our eyes and, and not just follow the masses. We need to do our own research and not just what's on Facebook. <laughs> we need to really be able to and be willing to do the legwork in looking into what uh, is going on. What happened when I... Uh, 
listened to what I had recorded yesterday, I was amazed at how many times I said the word so. I want to get out of that. One of the things I don't do and I, I don't want to do in doing this podcast, I don't want to read from a script. And because I don't want to read from a script, I don't always have the words that come readily. I had a, uh, a seizure in 2017, January 17th, 2017. I remember the date because it was my girl Lakeisha's birthday. And on Lakeisha's birthday, I was singing in my old church, Greater Centennial AME Zion Church. I was singing praise and worship, and I had a seizure. And that was my first and only seizure in my life. I found out later, um, it took many, many months, and it took me changing neurologists um, because I just felt that the neurologist would not listen to me. And she wasn't. She wasn't listening to me at all. Her thing was, well, I'm going off of what I see in the charts, and I'm telling her, I am standing in front of you talking to you. I need you to listen to what I'm saying. And she really was not in the place where she wanted to do that. She wanted to go off the charts. Well, the charts say that you have seizure activity. And I'm telling her, well, I've never had a seizure in my whole day on life. I need you to find out why I had a seizure. Now, it just so happens that just months prior, I had been on a series of really, really hard medication, strong medication. Um, well, not just one, but I, I want to say I took three or four different strong medications and I had been misdiagnosed. Um, I was diagnosed as having MRSA, which is a skin disease. And come to find out after months of searching, I went to a dermatologist and the, the dermatologist said, you have shingles. So I went from taking really strong antibiotics to help keep me safe and, and flush this Mercer out of my system to I have a variant of chickenpox. How about that? And literally the, the dermatologist looked at me, she listened to my whole story story, my whole entire tale of woe, looked at me and said, you have shingles, stop being stressed. And that took, it took me longer to tell her my story of how I had broken out in hives because they gave me medication and I didn't know why the hives came. And one doctor told me, it's not the medication, keep taking the medication. Another doctor told me, it's the medication, stop taking the medication. It was really, really crazy. Um, then ended up having to take prednisone on a regular basis. Uh, did not go to the emergency room, but I did go to uh, urgent care a number of times. And all of the urgent care doctors are the ones who were saying, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. And... Um, so, I mean, going really back, really quickly back to my theme, uh, what are you looking for? Some of us are looking for the answers. <laughs> uh, 
of why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. You know, some of us are looking for a healthier way of life. Some of us are looking for a way to be healthy, a way to get healthy. Some of us are just looking to get along and just continue to live. What are you looking for? So my question is open-ended because we're all looking for different things at different points in our lives. Right now, like I said, I'm looking for a day going job. I'm looking for extra income. I'm looking for a way to not only pay my bills and get out of debt, but to continually pay my bills and stay out of debt, as well as a way to build generational wealth. So I have different avenues that I'm exploring. I have um, different things that I'm looking into. You know, one of the things that I would suggest to everyone, I'm not very good at trading stock, but it's something I had wanted to do since I was very young. I just didn't understand it. And I did not have anyone who would sit down and explain to me what I do because it's just not something I understood. And um, I am an experiential learner as well as I'm a visual learner. If you show me how to do something, I got you. You tell me how to do something, there's a high chance I'm going to mess it up really badly. Um, if you give me instructions to read, you are pushing it. Um, but you show me, I got you. And not only do I have you, I will go on and show someone else because that's just how I learn. So um, cooking school for me, when it, when it came down to the kitchen courses, I was a whiz. I mean, I went into cooking school. I went to culinary school. I knew how to cook. That helped also. But I knew how to cook because I stayed in the kitchen with my grandmother so much um, when I was on punishment. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Um, so shout out to grandma. I love you. I miss you every day. Um, I'm dropping stuff because I want to plug my phone in because somewhere throughout the night I had decided to unplug my phone. I'm not sure why I did that, but I did it. Anyway, um, so the question becomes, what are you looking for when you're looking at spirituality? What are you looking for? Are you looking for a place to be accepted? Or are you really truly looking for enlightenment? Are you looking for a closer walk with God? Or are you looking for someone to talk about when you go to church? Are you looking for someone to talk to other people about? Um, we're all, we all do what we feel we need to do for our lives. I can't judge you, and I'm not the person who would judge you. You judge yourself. Judge me on your own time. It doesn't bother me here or there what people think about me. I have so many people in my life who have turned their backs on me in my time of need. I stopped looking. I stopped reaching out. I stopped pressing. But that's not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is not to isolate oneself. We all need community. 
We need it. It's actually an inherent trait. We need it. We all need to, I don't care what you say, we all need the feeling of acceptance. All of us. It's a human trait. Now, where we go looking for that acceptance is what we need to open our eyes about. Am I looking for, you know, and I, I go back to that statement, looking for love in all, the wrong, all of the wrong places. Am I looking for acceptance from someone who's abusive with either their physical, mental, or towards my physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual growth or well-being? That becomes damning to me. But I need to be accepted. It's a human trait. I need to be in community as isolated as I stay. And trust me, child, I stay isolated. It's not that I don't need people. I need people. I just don't like people most of the time. And I don't like people because people betray themselves. So many people don't realize they're not true to themselves. And me being the person I am, I see it. I feel it. I feel it when I stand next to you. Those spirits, those vibes come to me and I see it and I don't want to see it. I dated a guy years ago and I would tell him, I know when you're entertaining other women. Not necessarily when you sleep with other women, but I know when you're entertaining other women because you change. I feel it. Oh, Sam, you don't know what you're talking about. You're bugging. He would tell me, you're bugging, you're jealous. Wait a minute. You're bugging, you're jealous, you're insecure. You don't know what you're talking about. And I would tell him, okay. I know what I know. And he would say, well, how do you know? I know what I know. Trust me on this. I know what I know. I just know what I know. And one day, because we were together for many, many years, um, and I don't blame him for being with him for many years. That's all on me. I didn't have to say yes. I um, always wanted to believe in him. I always wanted to believe the best in him because I saw the best in him. He just... He just had his own demons to fight with. And he still does, just like I do. He's not, I'm not exempt from what I'm going through. I'm not exempt from my demons and my issues, my idiosyncrasies and my insecurities. It's just that because I am who I am, I would tell him, I know. I know when you're doing these things. I feel it. And I can feel it being that we used to spend a lot of time together and we were intimate. And yes, I know as a Christian, you are not supposed to have premarital sex. We were having premarital sex and it was great. It wasn't even good. It was fantastic. So I was having premarital sex all of the time, a lot. And it was great. And, and I'm not saying that to glorify sex. I'm saying it because it's a real thing. It's real. 
And the one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to sit here and lie. That's not been my life. I'm not a liar. I'm not a, well, no, I am a very good liar, actually. But, <laughs> but I don't have time to lie because if I lie, I have to remember the lie so I can keep the lie going. And I don't have the mental capacity to remember what lie I told in order to keep it going. Because I'll tell the truth and be able to keep that going. And that's so much easier. So I won't glorify sex and I won't glorify premarital sex. I won't glorify sin. But I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to act like it doesn't happen and it didn't happen. I did what I did. Trust on Trust and believe, I did it well. But <laughs> that's why we were together for so damn long. But um, in saying that, I would tell him in our intimate times, when he was with someone else, I felt it in his body. His body would betray his mouth. And everything his mouth was saying, I would tell him. And I'm extremely communicative. I'm, I'm actually cool with a lot of guys that I've dated because I'm communicative. And well, I think so. I think that's one of the reasons. And one of the reasons is I'm just honest. You know, I, I have my parts and my points where I'm definitely a nag. But it's never with um, ill intentions. So you tell me you're going to do something, I'm expecting you to do it. That's it. There shouldn't be any more discussion. You tell me you're going to do something, I'm expecting you to do it. If you cannot do it, then communicate with me and say you cannot do it. But until you communicate with me and say you cannot do it, I'm going to expect you to do it. Because you said you were going to do it. And I try my best to be that person. I, if I can't do it, I try to communicate, hey, I can't do it. I'm having problems doing it. Whatever the issue is that is leading me to betray what I had initially said of I will do this, I can't do it. You know, um, I try to communicate that. So I expect that same communication in return. And in, in speaking to uh, an ex of mine, we had a fun conversation, and, and shout out to Larry, who is someone I'm going to um, hopefully be able to interview next week, and I'll, I'll probably be calling you later today, but hopefully I'll be able to interview you next week because you have a wonderfully amazing story, um, and we, we, I don't want my channel to be a place of embarrassment, so I'll never speak to someone and they have um, a point where they're blindsided. Nope, not, not here, not the kid, not doing that. Anyone who comes on my channel knows what I'm going to discuss. Now, we're not going through it with a fine-tooth comb. You're not going to be reading from a script. But you know that I'm going to speak about certain issues and points. And one of the things when I spoke to Larry and he... Um, he agreed to be on my channel. He said, I asked him, can we talk about us? And, <laughs> and it was a video call. We were having a conversation and he kind of put his head down and he said, yes. I said, you sure? I said, I'm not going to purposely embarrass you, 
but I'd like you to be honest about what happened with us. And he said, yes. So that's an interesting story coming ahead in um, hopefully the next week. That's going to be fun. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, and, and in talking to my ex, Larry, I, um, I explained to him, you know, just the communication part of it all is, is big for me. And I need to recognize and I need to realize that I communicate in a specific way. I try to be succinct in what I'm saying so there is no wiggle room. There is no room for um, further interpretation. And in that, I understand that Everyone doesn't communicate like that. And, and I can be a, a jerk sometimes in my communicating like that. I do not want anyone to feel that I'm belittling them when all I'm doing is searching for answers. And that is one of my malfunctions that I always have to understand. And um, I don't know why that is. And I, I was telling my friend Lisa um, Lisa's more like my cousin. Uh, she's like my sister cousin. But I was telling Lisa, I said, you know, if if I were on Heroes, you remember that show Heroes that used to come on NBC? It's on Amazon Prime now. But I said, if I were on Heroes, I would be Siler. Siler was a bad guy because he was a serial killer. <laughs> but... Siler was a complex character because he constantly, constantly was taking things apart, trying to break it down to its finest components in order to understand how it worked. He was someone who needed to understand the why, and that's who I am. I am that proverbial child who needs to understand why, but why? But why? But why? And I recognize in myself that that's annoying as hell. But um, it gives me a lot of information. So I research on my own. I read books. I look up articles. And I listen to people. I listen to other podcasts and vloggers. I listen to people just talking. I listen to... Um, what is the word I'm looking for? I, I listen to people who are just uh, disciples of life. And they come from different avenues. You know, we're all not the same religion. We're all not the same belief system. <clears throat> we're all not the same color and um, definitely not the same culture. But I listen to people and I watch people. I observe because I'm always looking for the answer. I'm looking for understanding. Um, not just for the world, but I, I, I look for understanding of myself. I, in having a conversation with my homeboy, Troy Gladden, shout out to Troy, Troy! Um, in having a conversation with him quite a few years ago, I realized that I am a demisexual. He just 
casual conversation, and I, I love and adore Troy because Troy and I can talk about anything. We can talk about religion. We can talk about religiosity. We can talk about stocks. <laughs> you know, we can talk about politics. That is my homeboy for real. And um, we can also talk about sex. Um, and Troy is married to Magda, and so we can talk about sex within marriage, and we can talk about sex within the confines of um, a singlehood. <laughs> so we've had many, many conversations on various topics, and one day we were talking about, because um, Troy's... <laughs> Troy's thought is that I need to get somebody who's going to do right by me because I've dealt with so many jerks. And he is absolutely, hands down, correct. <laughs> but um, his thing is I've been with so many guys because they're nice. And I date men on the basis of, oh, he's nice. I don't. I, I love dating good-looking men. That's like, oh yeah. But I've dated men. I've dated men who others would deem as ugly. I've dated men like my my roster runs the gamut. I will date a tall man, a short man, a um, fat man, a skinny man. I do not like skinny men. I'm gonna put that out there right now. I don't. I'm not attracted to skinny men. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but I'm going to put it where it needs to be. I am not, with a big N-O-T, not physically attracted to skinny men. I don't care how handsome the skinny man is. I do not like skinny men. But I'm attracted to the heart. So I've dated skinny men and... um I've dated muscular men. Shout out goes to this one particular 6'2 muscle bound brother. Yes, 2014 we met. And <laughs> you're fine as wine, brother. You are fine as wine. <laughs> but he's a cool brother, that particular one. I'm not going to name his name because I ain't going to have you get a big head. I, I can text you later, but but you are fine as wine and handsome and just, oh my goodness, your thigh, his thigh was both of my thighs put together and I have some big legs. I have always had big legs and with um, 30 extra pounds on me, I have humongous legs, but this dude, his legs are just muscular and big and this, oh my gosh, his arm his arm my arms are big naturally and then the fact that I used to lift weights I have some big dig on arms and this dude his arms so big and he was six two and big <sighs> anyway <laughs> all of that to say um <laughs> I was recalling too much right there, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so people ask me, well, what's your type? That's my type. My type is tall 
and muscular. I've dated short and muscular. I've dated short and fat. I've dated tall and fat. I've dated not so tall and fat. Um, I've dated, and like I said, I've dated skinny. It's all about the heart for me, and I will always be grateful for the guys that I've dated, whether it went far or not, because um, in the end, I always dated a good man. He just wasn't good for me, but he was a good man. And um, so shout out to my exes in my search to be long, although I'm comfortable in my own skin and I'm comfortable being alone. Um, shout out to the men who have, shout out to the men I've dated in the last seven years, eight years. My grandmother's been gone for seven years next week. So, um, and I met that guy right after my grandmother passed. Just wait now. Lies. I met him before my grandmother passed. That's what that was. He and I were together before my grandmother passed. That's what happened. He and I were together before my grandmother passed. And um, I didn't want to deal with him after my grandmother passed. So, all right, Mr. Merritt, my apologies to you because I should have tried a little harder. You look fine, though. You look fine. <laughs> um, but shout out to uh, the guys that I got tired of and decided I wanted more from and I didn't want to deal with you because of whatever reason, you know, it's Wednesday and I've changed my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to the guys who had to deal with that part of me. It's Wednesday and I changed my mind. I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, and, you know, shout out to the guys who really, who really tried and I just didn't want to be bothered. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm not always easy to deal with. I am very demanding in my relationship in that I am communicative. I expect you to be communicative also. I'm demanding in that I, I want the truth. Don't lie to me. Don't feed me a bowl of crap. That Just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. I'm actually a very cool person when you tell me the truth because I can rock out with you. Shout out to people like Larry who understand that there are times where I'm just a kid and I just want to laugh because things are funny to me. And they can rock out with the fact that I have to laugh and be silly and be comical because I like comedy and I am a little bit of a clown. Shout out to those people. Um, and I, I, I put Larry on the spot again because we were talking and I forgot what the hell I said to him. And he looked at me and I just burst out laughing. Oh, I know what I said. I said his nickname. <laughs> I said his nickname. And that that's, I'm not going to say that without him. 
I'm not going to say it without him. But that's what made me bust out laughing. And he said, we can, we can talk about that too. So I was like, what? I get to talk about it? What? What? And I just started going in. <laughs> so shout out to the men who get that part of me where I just need to laugh. And, um, and you know what? Shout out to that dude um, that I was with for so long because he understood that. And, and I really, I, I wish I could just go and punch him in the face because I owe him that. I owe him more. I owe, I owe him a kick in the nuts. <laughs> but I owe him a punch in the face because... And I'm going to tell what he did because people, if you, if you look from the outside, you never know the whole story. And there's no way that someone would know certain things that went on between us because even if I tell you, even if you were right there, you didn't experience it. So you'll never understand it. So um, in, in my telling my various stories with and without people, um, I, I just hope to help someone in, in some way. Um, so this dude and I, uh, we went to church together and it was one of the many times, but this was many, many years ago. Um, my nieces were very young and he pissed me off. And every time he pissed me off, I was, my whole thing was, you know what? I'm cute. I'm beautiful to look at. I've got a fat butt. I've got long hair. I've got a winning personality, a fantastic smile. I can do better than you, sir. Um, please leave me all the way the hell alone. And <laughs> go be who the hell you want to be. Go be who you feel you're adoring fans need you to be, leave me the whole hell alone. And that's usually how we would break up. <laughs> that's usually how we would break up. And I apologize again. My, my throat is still hurting and I'm still, um, I have a headache. I do not have COVID. Um, I definitely have COVID symptoms though. So after drinking a little bit. So anyway, um, so I remember one particular time, <laughs> my nieces, we used to sing in the choir and, and, and I would sing a double service and my nieces would always spend the night with me on the weekends. And so when they spent the night with me on the weekends, they got up and went to church on Sunday. That's how my mother brought me up and that's how any child in my house is going to do, period. Sundays we go to church. That's how we do in this house here. Um, and, um, so I, I shout out to my mother because I used to do it on my own. And then when I became a young adult, she would make me get up and go to church. And I never had a problem getting up and going to church. Um, I loved it. But when I was out the night before and up all night laughing and talking with Lisa because Lisa was the only person who was allowed to spend the night in my house. Um, we had to get up and go to church in the morning. And at the time, Lisa was practically Hindu. 
she was practically Hindu, but she would get up and go to the Christian church on a Sunday morning if she spent the night, if she spent Saturday night with Sam. So nevertheless, um, my two oldest nieces, Vicky and Elise, uh, were young and I remember very distinctly, we, I had uh, chicken patties and cocoa bread. And so in between services, we would get something to eat. So I pulled out my chicken patties and cocoa bread for my kids. And they're eating their chicken patties and cocoa breads. And this dude walks into the room where we were. Um, and we were, we were with the whole choir, but we were separate. And um, because one of the things I also do, I don't condone children listening to adult conversation. Now, my sister-in-law, Charmaine, and I had a conversation just Thursday when I was in New York um, instead of going to sleep <laughs> so I could drive back to North Carolina. I'm up entertaining Charmaine, and during our conversation, we talked about children being in adult conversation. And I said, you know, that's just not something I do. And I don't believe in that. Um, and it's more so because I like for children to be children. If you're a child listening to an adult conversation or put, in, put into an adult situation, you're not allowed to be a child anymore. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. I should not be telling my child, well, I can't afford this because um, I've got to pay this bill. Then the child is concerned about paying the bill. Now I can say I can't afford that, I just can't afford it. And I can leave it at that for the child. And that's okay. But to say, oh, I have to pay this bill and I have to pay that bill and put adult situations on children, that takes their mind off of being children. And it puts their mind into an, an adult space. And I, I just don't feel that's fair. So anyway, this dude walks in and Again, the girls and I are a little bit separated from the rest of the choir, um, as separated as we could be in the BHJ, uh, which is a small room, the BHJ Chapel, Bellevue H. Jackson Chapel at Greater Centennial AME Zion Church. And um, he comes to them and he says, hi, girls. Now, don't forget, I'm not speaking to this dude. <laughs> Excuse me. And... He says, hi, girls. And they say, hi, Mr. Such-and-Such. Because that's what they called him, Mr. Such-and-Such. And, -such. and um, um, you know, his name, not Such-and-Such. -such. <laughs> but I won't say his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they say, hi, Mr. whatever your name is. And they gave him hugs. And he gave each of them a hug. And he knew. He knew because he knew me. I wasn't going to stop him. And I wasn't going to stop him because, again, I don't believe in putting children into adult situations. But then he said, they, they said, you know, he said, he said, maybe Titi will give me a hug too. And I looked at him and I promise you on everything. If my eyes could shoot daggers, he'd have been dead years ago. <laughs> and the girls said, yeah, Titi, you got to give Mr. Such and Such a hug. 
yeah, silence. <laughs> because I wasn't going to allow the innocence of my nieces to be touched. I wasn't going to allow the innocence of their beliefs to be tarnished. And so I got over myself and I gave him a hug. I really did. I gave him a hug. And he was like, thank you, Titi. And <laughs> if we weren't in church and if I had a knife, I would have gone all the way Kill Bill with that <laughs> because that was just Shady McGrady. That was, that was as low as you could get. So I want to say it took us a couple of weeks to, to talk, he and I. And he said, I'll never in my life forget. He said, um, I said, you're a low down dirty dog for doing that. You're a low down dirty dog because you used my kids against me and you knew it would work. And he said, I knew it would work and I'm sorry that I did it, but I just wanted to touch you. And <laughs> every time I think about that, I laugh. I get enraged because it worked and I allowed it to work. And the only reason I allowed it to work was because I'm not, I'm not going to let children not be children. Let them be children. Let them be kids. Believe in fairies. Believe in rainbows. Believe in unicorns. They're all true, all of it, all of it. There are bad people in the world, but guess what? There are good people and good things happen. So when, when I ask, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Are you, are you looking for the, the negative? Are you, are you looking for the bad things and the bad places and the bad people? Or are you looking for the rainbows? and the unicorns, and the fairies. I still, my nieces are grown. I have one baby niece, and um, I have a hundred adopted nieces and nephews, but all of my kids, I pick up a dandelion, and I blow that dandelion because I show you wishes come true. Make the wish, blow on it. That one didn't work, let's try another one. That one didn't work, let's try another one. Because there are good things in the world. There's positivity in the world. There is love in the world. Yes, there are, there's COVID and there's rape and there's suicide and, and all of the negative things and, and, and murder. But dreams really do come true. You just have to keep moving forward, keep pressing, keep believing. You just have to keep seeing the silver lining in the cloud. And oh, it's a thunderous looking cloud. Lightning comes from that cloud, but there's a silver lining in that cloud. And it's all going to be all right. In the end, that's a quote I um, 
talk to one of my one of my nieces, Shanae, who is working on my theme song. I'm so excited. It sounds amazing. She got to me in like 10 minutes and said, how do you like this? And I was like, oh my gosh. And that was yesterday. Um, but I got really sick. So I had to uh, delete the podcast that I um, recorded yesterday. But Shanae is doing so, so many things. Please, please follow her. Shanae Morant. And she's doing amazing things. I'm ultra, ultra proud of her. And she said, hey, how do you like this? And recorded something, literally recorded a song in less than 10 minutes and got it back to me. And I said, I love it. So hopefully my next podcast will have my theme song. And um, that's it. That's all I have today. Those are my musings. I'm going to go um, lie down for a little while. Uh, rest my throat, rest my voice, and I'm going to eat some soup. I'm going to take my vitamins. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to get better because that's what life is about. Life is about getting better. But um, I told Sinead I used to have on my nightstand a quote that said, everything will be all right in the end. If everything's not all right, it's not the end. And that's all I have to say on that. Put my little foot down, and I'm done. You all have a great day.